How do you handle data migration in an Agile business applications project? Welcome to the Amazing App Show for Microsoft business applications creators who want to build amazing Microsoft business applications that everyone will love. I'm your host, Neil Benson. My goal on this show is to help you slash your project budgets, reduce your delivery timelines, mitigate technical risks, and create amazing Agile Microsoft Dynamics 365 and Power Platform applications. Question in this episode comes from Matthew Venemore. Matt's a scrum master at the Royal Automobile Club of Queensland, where we worked together on an implementation of Dynamics 365 for engaging RACQs 2 million banking, insurance, and assistance members. Hey, Neil, it's Matt here. I thought I'd just drop you this little idea or, or topic of conversation is around the data migration because as it, it's come to light over Jupiter, as you're probably aware, that data migration happens only after the build is, is done and complete. So there's data migrations constantly having to change based on the, the changing requirements and refactoring of data and entity setups, etc. Okay, thanks, mate. Hope you're doing well. Cheerio. In this episode, you'll learn how I handle data migration in an agile business applications project. You'll find show notes for this episode at customary.com slash 015. Matt and I worked together on a large Dynamics 365 project called Jupiter, where we had multiple teams working together to deliver a new member engagement platform. We had the business and change team, a development team from another ISV, the architecture team, systems integration team, and finally the data migration and our Dynamics 365 delivery team. Data migration efforts have traditionally stuck to the waterfall delivery approach. They gather requirements, design migration solutions, build those solutions, test and validate them, and finally, migrate all the data out of your legacy systems during a big bang release of Dynamics 365. This waterfall approach is suitable on projects with small volumes of good quality data and a straightforward path between the source system and your Microsoft business application and a generous data migration time slot. For example, if you're building a power app for a team or a department and maybe migrating data from spreadsheets or Access or something like Lotus Notes, then migrating data in a waterfall fashion might just be a suitable approach. If you're building a complex enterprise-wide power app, do we say power app or power apps app <laughs> or Dynamics 365 app, then you're probably going to contend with multiple legacy data sources that have sophisticated and often antiquated data models you're going to have years of historical data quality issues that have been ignored, covered up, and worked around. And you'd probably get laughed out of the room for requesting a one-week data migration window that involves a shutdown of all your production systems. You might get 48 hours if you're lucky, uh, usually over a holiday weekend when your spouse was planning a family road trip. Dealing with this kind of complexity is where an agile approach like Scrum really pays off. Scrum is based on empiricism, the theory that says knowledge can only be acquired through experience. You can analyse the requirements all day long if you like, but you won't truly know how to migrate the data 
or how long it'll take until you learn by actually doing it. To get started, some agile data migration teams run a proof of concept or a prototype exercise, very similar to the proof of concept or prototype exercises that our application teams might run when evaluating Power Apps or Dynamics 365. They are short, time-boxed exercises run with the objective of testing our assumptions, learning as much as possible, discovering challenges we're going to hit in the future, so that that future work is better informed and less risky as a result. For example, you might run a POC to evaluate Power Apps data flows, but discover they don't have an incremental refresh option. Or you might discover that your source SAP system stores organizations and people in the same table, called parties, and you're going to need to perform some additional work to split them into accounts and contacts in Dataverse. After your POC, you should have a much better sense of how difficult the data migration is going to be, how much effort and funding it'll take, the technical and business skills that are going to be required, and where the big challenges lie. You should also be able to create lots of requirements for the data migration team's product backlog, and probably also for the product backlog of your business application teams. Once the project kicks off, then the early sprints can shift towards incrementally discovering, profiling, and assessing your data sources. Usually the data migration teams will translate requirements from the business application team into data quality rules. For example, contact last name has to have at least one alphabetic character. Account type matches one of these enumerated choices. The data quality rules, and there could be hundreds of them, can be run again and again over your legacy data sources to give you an assessment or a score of the data quality inside those sources. Some data sources may get rejected altogether at this point. Others might require significant remediation. Forcing the legacy data to fit into your business application is usually a bad idea. It just kicks the can of bad data down the road. And that can lands and spills its toxic contents into your pristine new business application. Fixing the data quality issues at source is usually the better answer. That's hard because now you've made data quality someone else's problem. And if they don't care about it as much as you do, then you're stuck. It's going to take a collaborative approach between the owners of those legacy systems, the users, and your data migration team. These remediation efforts need to be uncovered as early as possible so that your business stakeholders can evaluate their options and take appropriate action. Later sprints shift their focus to designing, building, and running data migration procedures that can be evaluated and tested for both from a quality and a performance point of view. One of the challenges that our data migration team had on the Jupyter project that Matt and I worked on is that the target data model in Dataverse isn't fixed. The data migration team must frequently refine their data migration procedures to respond to tweaks in our data model. It might be a small change like a column's data type or a more significant change like redesigning a series of related tables that included calculated columns. The key here is transparency and frequent inspection and adaptation. That sounds a lot like the characteristics of Scrum, right? The data migration team was invited to attend our Dynamics 365 team's sprint reviews and the data migration team's requirements were also considered during our sprint planning. We updated our data model documentation towards the end of every sprint using Snapshot for Dynamics 365, but you could also 
use the data model document generation tools within the XRM toolbox. I'll put links to those in the show notes. We kept our models published on wiki pages, monitored by the data migration team so that they received notifications as soon as new data models were available. During our first release to production, during which all that customer data was migrated from the legacy sources, the Dynamics 365 team turned off all the automations, like plugins and workflows and logic apps. Any calculated data was pre-calculated by the data migration team in their scripts. All those calculations had been identified by the Dynamics 365 team and created as requirements on the data migration team's product backlog. Through these and a bunch of iterative performance tuning runs, the data migration team was able to migrate over 2 million customers, I think it was about a terabyte of data, into Dynamics 365 in less than 24 hours during our initial release. Matt, I hope that my recollection of how our Dynamics 365 and data migration teams work together on the Jupyter project is as accurate and helpful as I hope it is. And I hope that you, my amazing App Show listener, found it useful too. If you did, remember to subscribe to the Amazing Applications podcast on your favorite podcast player so that the latest episodes get squirted directly into your ears as soon as they're published. And if you have a challenge adopting an agile approach to building amazing business applications, you can leave a voicemail, just like Matt did, and I'll do my best to share my experience and insights with you. You can leave that voicemail at my website, customerly.com, and click on the Send Voicemail button. I've got several more Q&A episodes lined up, and some more interview shows with the people building amazing applications coming up for the next year. See you next time. Until then, keep sprinting. Thank you.